This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Hello, hello. It's Roots and Shoots time. Sabrina Hunt is back in the studio with me, which I'm super excited about. Thank you to all those garden gurus that helped us out over the last couple of weeks. But, Sabby, it's lovely to have you back from New Zealand. I, I've I've missed this little studio and this little family <laughs> of Rowan Mickey and the Saturday morning frivolity yes. that we have. We've only got two left. We have. We have for our yeah. regional listeners who might have joined. I mentioned to our ABC Perth listeners this morning that... Just a couple of shows to go. I'm going to call it quits at the yep. end of next week's show. Um, yes. Got a busy life and yep. just need to look after myself and those around me a little better. Yeah, I don't know why you don't like working full time <laughs> and then getting up at 4.30 every Saturday morning row. I can't see anything wrong with it personally. Well, do you know, Savvy, I actually tell everyone that the cycle happens like this yep. each and every single week. <laughs> alarm goes off at 4.30. Yeah. Groan. Yep. Turns that alarm off. Yep. Waddle to the toilet, sit mm. on the toilet going, FML, FML, mm. I hate this. I'm mm. ringing Sarah Knight, who's the program yep. um, station manager, on Monday morning and I'm telling her that I'm done <laughs> and this is my last week. And for the last three years, that's how every Saturday is gone. I start my Saturday <laughs> like that. Then I come in, wake up a little bit, open the fader at five past six and it's like, oh, it's, you know what, it's okay. Yep. And then I get to nine o'clock and run rampant with you for mm. 55 minutes mm. and by 10 o'clock I'm like, where would you rather be on a Saturday morning? Fresh as a daisy, you be okay. fresh as a daisy, Rose. And I cancel that call to Sarah on Monday morning and <laughs> just carry on. But I did, I did get to the point where I did yeah. actually, yeah. I didn't do it on the Monday morning. I didn't I think that at four thirty on a Saturday morning. I just went, you know yep. what? You should probably get your life in a bit better balance. And I fully get it, fully understand. Jeez, I miss you. It's no, unforgivable. I'm just going to ring you up at nine o'clock every Saturday morning now. I'm <laughs> so going to I go, can answer Row! the questions. <laughs> Ed, I tell you what, over how long have I done this? 27 years. Mm. 27 Whoa. years. I know I look like I've had those Korean facials <laughs> that Mickey was talking about. I was so young. Uh, <laughs> but in 27 years, I don't think anyone has tickled my fancy as much as you have, Ro. Bless you. I I just, you are, it's an amazing skill to be, to still be professional and present with me for three years. <laughs> I think it's commendable. Oh, it's been wonderful. And we've got a couple of hours left of good fun to have. Yep. But before we jump in, a first text cab off the rank, a yep. photo you being a celebrity in the airport, we talked about those mini goats and who, oh, was, yeah. the, you know, oh, yeah, who yeah. was bigger, Who's Sabrina Hahn or the mini goat, yeah. which I must admit someone's still filthy that they didn't get one. <laughs> but um, a photo, you just got papped at I, the airport. I know. So hello, Nick. Big shout out to Nick because I dropped my bag on the floor because I was fiddling with about 50,000 other mm, things. Geez. So this voice behind me said, are you okay? Can I... Do you need anything? And picked up my bag and he said, I love Roots and Shoots. And he's from Brisbane. So um, he said that heaps of people listen to our show over there. Very popular. He's a really lovely man and we're so chuffed. So we had a selfie together. Thank you, Nick. That's lovely. Good on you, Nick. I know. What a champ. 
Yeah, getting your attention and yeah. having a chat. Hey, thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. Speaking of having a chat, if you've got a question for Sab, we've got phone lines open. We're ready to go. We've had our little bit of self-indulgence, but we will get into all of your questions. Yes. We've got plenty of texts um, and you're welcome to give us a call, 1300 222 You ready to get to work? Well, it's been a while. Ease <laughs> 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 you back in. Let's Maybe go. a couple at a time. Let's go. Morning, Sab and Ro. We'll get started on the text. With the yep. hot weather the last week, my mature, f- I reckon there's going to be a few of these. I think the, so. The mature flowering plums have lost a lot of leaves. Will they recover and what can I do to help them? Thank you. Jared in Applecross. What can we be doing to help you? Okay, so for everyone, because tomorrow is going to be an absolute boomer again, Mm. 40 degrees or something absurd. Now, do not prune anything. For anything that drops leaves, do not prune it. Increase the watering. You can overhead spray as well so that the leaves that are remaining um, can absorb some of the moisture. Water early in the morning. If your plant wilts really badly, you will need to water it again in the evening, just hand water. There is a product you can get that's for drought and it's a polymer coating that goes like a sunscreen for for plants. The other thing you can do is do what I do, Ro, and you pop up little umbrellas. Put little umbrellas <laughs> over the top of things that get really badly burnt. But don't prune, don't fertilise, just water. Okay. There we go. Everyone, there you have it. Yep. Um, some advice to keep in mind the next couple of days. Let's get to some of your calls. Patricia has given us a call. Hello, Patricia. Hello. Hello, Patricia. Um, I'm putting in dahlia bulbs and I want to know how to prepare the soil. Okay, so um, and where is Camillo? Where's that suburb? Kelmscott. Oh, Kelmscott. Okay, so you've actually got soil, Patricia, which is marvellous. Um, where it is, yeah. I've had I've had roses, and the soil is sandy. Oh, okay. So, Camillo, you need to get a product that when you put the bulbs in, it has clay and compost. It's a mix, and it's in a bag. So, you need to dig the hole twice the depth and twice the width of where you're burying the the dahlia tubers. Put that product in, get a wetting agent and some slow-release fertiliser, which you'll put in the bottom of the planting hole. Water it in well and off they'll go. Thank you. Thank You're you, Patricia. You're very welcome, Patricia. Hey, we've got flowers coming in international. Ooh. Greetings from Thailand. Wow. Some flowers for Sabrina's return. Oh. That's from Tom in Bangkok. Oh, Tom, what a beautiful orchid. Thank you so much. That it's stunning. Davy Mandra says, I'm old enough to remember Sabrina on Bricks and Roses. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> I went through a few people during those years. Is it you? <laughs> I'm starting to worry. There was a run where I had a different producer every week and the presenters only lasted like six weeks and then they were gone. <laughs> That's right, you found your kindred spirit. I have indeed, bro. Uh, Greg is out in Averley. Hey Greg. Hello there, how are you? Yeah, good, Greg. That's good. I've got a little problem with my azaleas. I've had great success with them over the years. Yeah. Um, However, um, I'm just getting pieces of them die off, and then I've replaced some azaleas, uh, put them in the ground, 
So I go farm for about four months and then croak it. <laughs> well, that's no good. Now, are you on? Uh, are you on a ball? No, I'm not. No, okay, I so. Sometimes. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> <all> our moments. <laughs> yeah, we all suffer from that occasionally. Um, so now, azaleas actually do prefer clay. So unless you've got a good clay, because what happens is the soil breaks down over time and you have to keep putting in compost, but you only need to put clay in once. So I would get good quality compost from a composting firm um, and build it up with clay, compost and slow-release fertiliser. Then on top, you've got to use lupin, lucerne or pea mulch on the top or pine bark mulch on the top of the azalea to make sure that the the surface roots don't heat up. So uh, you'll need to do right. all of that and see okay. if that yep. – and, and, and also azaleas, you know, we're getting warmer winters and I think they're struggling a bit. Yes, that's right. It's um, you know I've had magnificent displays of them over the years, and it's right outside the bedroom window. Right, uh, it's been magnificent, you know. But they just seem to be struggling lately. So uh, yeah, that what you were saying about having the soil break down—that could make them. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Um, so just yeah, really, really try and dig some of that clay in and compost in, and make a huge difference, Greg. That's lovely. Thanks, Sabrina. Thank okay. you for the help. My pleasure. Speaking, so, of, speaking so of breaking you, down. Can you hear me on the radio? Or can yeah, you only hear I can me? I can hear you. Uh, no, I can hear you through my headphones. Yeah. What's wrong? What's I, happening I there? I feel it's not quite right. And a listener has actually text, oh. texted in to say it's not sounding quite right either. Oh, so. right. What about if we get you a new headset? Yeah, I'll just, we might do a little switcheroo or something. Yeah, I'll just, um, I could do some karaoke. Certainly <laughs> not worse than what Mickey does. Uh, <laughs> how brave. How brave, Mickey. How brave. She She's very brave. Oh, she um, let's get Mickey in, in fact, because yes. she needs to um, share some important fire information. So I'll just get up what I need to for that. And then Mickey will get you to bring us the latest fire ban info. Uh, the latest Fire and Watch, uh, Act and Watch. I'm just going to stop talking and then we'll get to the fire ban. Mickey, thank you. It's Australian history with a glamorous difference. I'm Celeste Barber. I've put my hand up to rummage through Australia's wardrobe to uncover a most fascinating fashion history. From the power of the media... We ran Australian fashion. ...to the push for social change. I had never walked down a runway before carrying my culture with me. The way we wore... I love fashion. Tuesday nights on ABC TV and stream all episodes free on ABC iView. ABC Radio Emergency Information. It's Mickey here with the latest information about the fire in Perth's northern suburbs. All the warning areas for Jandabup, Melaleuca, Wanneroo and Murridge and Up were downgraded late yesterday to watch and act. The message from DFES is that people should stay away and definitely not enter the areas affected by fire or bypass road closures. The fire is not contained or controlled and conditions on the fire ground remain too dangerous for community members to return. The bushfire is stationary. However, conditions could change rapidly in this unpredictable weather. If you've left the area, do not return. It's unsafe due to fallen trees, power lines and hot and dangerous grounds. Yesterday, the Premier confirmed that 18 homes had been lost in the fire, as well as 31 other buildings, with a further five homes significantly damaged. There's been some changes to the power, which I'll just read now. 
there is about 158 homes and businesses remain without uh, power supply, mostly in Wanneroo and Maroochydore. The crews have been able to restore repair work, completely repair work safely around the fringe of the fire area, and they've restored power to 390 homes and businesses that were impacting, and they continue to working um, to make that area safe for uh, emergency services. Um, We'll let you know more on ABC Perth Radio about any significant changes throughout the day. And now for the total fire ban. ABC Radio, fire ban information. Because of the extreme fire danger today, there's a total fire ban for outer Perth areas and for parts of the southwest. The council-affected areas are Perth Metro Region, Armidale, Chittering, Jinjin, Gosnells, Kalamunda, Munnadaring, Serpentine, Jaradale, Swan, 2J and Wanneroo. And during a total fire ban, you must not have any activity that could start a fire, including outdoor fires, solid fuel barbecues, carrying out hot work, go off-road driving, and it's your responsibility to check in with your local government if there's a harvest and vehicle ban. There's a map of the affected area at the Emergency WA website and more do's and don'ts during the total fire ban at the DFIS website. And just repeating, there's a total fire ban today for the outer Perth area and parts of the southwest. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mickey Cusack. Gardening with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. And our thoughts with everyone in the affected bushfire areas and to mm. all the wonderful people that are out um, keeping us safe and working hard this weekend there's, with conditions um, not too great. There's a couple of big wholesale nurseries out oh, there too that have yep. been affected by the fires. So uh, The horticultural industry is all banding around to sort of help out where they can, particularly where they've lost power and they can't water mm. any of the plants. Mm. So and I heard I think we lost a few of our strawberry fields where yeah, we like it this time of I year know. to... Head out picking, in fact. Devastating. Yeah, my social club at my Monday to Friday job, we're heading out Sunday to do some family strawberry picking, but that had to be um, cancelled. So, yeah, thoughts well and truly with everyone um, out that way and everyone impacted. Claire from Stoneville writes, Welcome back, Sab. I've climbing roses where the foliage, I have climbing roses where the foliage has definitely changed shape. Does that mean reverted back to rootstock? Will they still flower, do you think? Now, if the if the leaves are, are trifoliate leaves, meaning coming in a group of three, and they're pointy at the end, it's probably rootstock. So, um, so that's not going to be useful to you at all. Uh, prune it back really well at this time of the year. You can't prune hard, but I'd say it's rootstock. So, I'd rip her out and <laughs> wait until autumn and put another one in. Speaking of putting another one in, got another grandchild <laughs> yesterday. I was like, Pop. this is going to be one hell of an announcement, <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> yep. Put another little beautiful baby girl to the grand to the grandchild list. So, oh, more Christmas um, presents. Yeah, and she's a bonny little lassie, well covered. Yeah? Yep, an eight-pounder. Oh, beautiful. 3.6 kilos. Uh, Proper bubba. Yeah. She, I love it when babies are all nicely covered when they come out. They're nice yeah, and yeah. podgy and fat like all yeah. mine were. <laughs> anyway, congratulations, Tom and Olivia. She oh, looks beautiful. beautiful. I'll pop in and see her probably tomorrow. Yeah, congratulations to Tom and Olivia from all of us and to you. Ah, yes. Sabby. Yep, That's three fun. little girls. How lovely. No smelly boys. <laughs> <laughs> Time will come. Um, Alison is in Mount Hawthorne. Good morning, Alison. Hello. Um, thanks for taking my call and congratulations, Sabrina, on the new edition. Ah, thank you, Alison. Very exciting. Um, I have three Chanticleer pears mm-hmm. in a narrow garden bed. Yeah. Uh, 
and for a couple of years I've had the issue of leaves turning brown yep. and falling off, yep. um, slowly getting worse. Mm. So it's my middle, middle tree is looking very sad now. Yeah. I think what's happening with a lot of the pear trees, Alison, is so as the pear trees get older and the roots go deeper in the soil, they get into that magnificent gutless sandy soil that we have (laughs) at a deeper level. And because the weather's getting warmer, they're really struggling now. So you're going to have to make sure that you put compost on twice a year. Um, and that you may have to fertilise a little with a slow-release fertiliser four or five times a year, and you're going to have to apply a wetting agent six times a year. Oh, okay. I know, <laughs> I know. But I, and I've seen it, you know, You've I do. you spare time, hey, Alison? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give up your day job. Just look after your pears. Um, you know, I cause do consults all around Perth, and I've I've really noticed over the last really the last 10 years that a lot of the deciduous trees that come from cold climates are starting to struggle here. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, great advice. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, Alison. Good on you, Alison. Let's go to Chris, who's in Australia. Hello, Chris. Hi, Sabrina. How are you? Yeah, good. Hello. Uh, Marina, I took your advice and I dug out my lawn and I put in some acacia salignuses. Oh, yeah. Well, good advice, Rose. I concur with Rose's advice, yeah. Now, they're all tube stock and they've been in for a month. Yep. Now, I have been watering them two, three times a week. Yep. What I don't want to do is get them too dependent on me watering them and not putting down roots. So (laughs) what's my best watering solution? Okay, so with that acacia saligna... Um, the ground cover one, it is really important for that particular acacia, you're going to have to water it the first summer. So twice a week is great. Now, this that saligna is really slow to take off for the first year and then she goes gangbusters. So you will find the second summer you will probably only have to water once a month. But this summer I would still water it twice a week and then over autumn and winter when it's not so hot, by then the root system's deeper. The following summer she'll be apples. Well, actually it'll be wattles. But um, it's a cracker. It's a cracker ground cover. If anyone wants a ground cover that will cover, you know, about 10 square metres, you only need a couple of those and voomph, off they go. Good on you, Chris. Thanks very much for giving us a call. Did I hear correct? Chris said that. I gave him yep. some advice. Yeah. And it was spot on. Yeah. I'm I'm bloody impressed. I don't think you should leave. I reckon you could, this you is, know. This is what we do now when you're away. <laughs> I just, you know, budget cuts and stuff. We don't get anyone else in. And I just feel the Love queries. It, and Love it. Clearly, I got my first bit of well, advice. You'll spot be writing on. books soon. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a text earlier from someone that said, um, enjoy having more of your own time. I don't suspect, suspect you'll be spending much of it in your garden. <laughs> <laughs> well, I reckon they'd Probably be right. right. Probably not. Right. Sabby, Trent from Midland. Yes. His mango tree is finally fruiting. Woo-hoo! 
How can he stop fruit fly from decimating them? He really wants his juicy mangoes. Well, what'll happen is the fruit fly won't go to all your mangoes probably because mangoes are a big tree. So the only way – so you can get traps. You can get traps that have got lures. You can get traps that you make up yourself. There's about five million dis- different recipes, one of which contains horse urine, which I would think is extremely difficult to get. Mm. I don't know why. Um, much easier to get is that? a postmenopausal diabetic woman's urine. Um, <laughs> so if you can get some of that, that works a treat. Uh, or you can just make up with vinegar and water. Or, or how would you collect horse urine? I don't. I don't know. You'd have to be. You'd have to know your horse well. Mm, mm. I would think. Yeah. Oh, people experiment with all sorts of things in the garden row. Yeah, that's true. Gardeners do extraordinary. They go they go to great lengths sometimes. Um, so set traps, lures, there's all sorts of stuff on the market, but essentially you have to net your trees. Okay. So a mango tree is a very large tree. Um so there are flick baits you can get. You're just going to have to – now, remember, fruit fly don't just go to your mangoes. They'll, they'll go to everything in your garden and they're there all year round. Mm-hmm. So um, just make sure you have all your traps and your baits and your lures up all year round. All right. Good luck with that one, Trent. Alex from Darken has sent us a great text. Oh, Darken. spoken to Alex before, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Hello, says Alex. I'm a farmer out on the header at the moment harvesting my canola. <sighs> Last year I made a few canola straw bales and gave them to family to use on their gardens and yes. it seemed to be quite successful mulch ground cover for them. My question is, how does canola straw compare to other kinds of mulch and would there be a market for it if I was to do it every year, do you think? Absolutely. So, I mean, basically the role of mulch is to keep moisture in the soil and stop evaporation. Yep. So, so, um, so you've got the just the the straw part of the canola, um, and I can't see why it wouldn't be mm. wouldn't be a, a good mulch to use. There is one that's canola, chicken manure, and something else. I can't remember. That okay. starts with the seat. It's a three C's. So, no, I, I reckon give it a crack. Give it a crack, Alex. And I, I went to Darken for the sheep race thing once. You went allowed back? Just once? One hit wonder? <laughs> well, it's heaps of fun. <laughs> I bet it was. Uh, Alex, all the best as you drive around and around and around in circles yes. for weeks yes. ahead. Um, let's go to Ross, who's in Yokan. Hello, Ross. Oh, hi, Rose. So sorry to hear you moving on. Uh, I know. Great show. Great show. Thanks, and, Ross. Uh, well, whatever you're going to do, enjoy it. Well, I will. Thank you. She'll be extremely and, um, successful at it, particularly sleeping in, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Deb, uh, question I have, your favourite, favourite subject, uh, does citrus not flower now until next autumn or winter? Yeah. So what happens is when you harvest your citrus, you will find that they set flower like a couple of weeks after. So all the flowering on, particularly on oranges, lemons flower all year ta- all year round, but um, particularly in those really big heat waves, you will find that the flowering ceases until the end of summer. 
Okay. All right. Thanks, Deb. My pleasure, Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, Ross. Uh, Annie says, hi, Sab and Ro. Thanks so much for your wonderful program, your amazing chit-chat. Sorry to see you go, Ro. Thanks for your gorgeous three years with Sab. I reckon you two will stay friends forever. We most definitely will. That's a given. Well, you're going to need... You're, you're not a work friend. No, no, definitely not. And you're going to need someone to come and give you advice and you, the magnificent garden that you're going to put in. That's right. On your free You'll Saturdays. Be my consultant. Exactly. Yep. Um, I've been listening to you since Verity Afternoon Day, Sab, oh says another God. texter. Must be 20, it's at least 27 years. That's a bit sad, really, isn't it? No. <laughs> How appreciative <laughs> the ABC Perth and Western oh, Australia listeners are of that. What a stint. God. It is. A, it's a I fair stint. After three. I saw a I saw an ABC photo of me 20 years ago and I thought, God, <laughs> I was slim and young. <laughs> and probably, I was probably more professional then. Now I'm just rogue. <laughs> I was getting nostalgic during the week and I looked back at my the photo I posted the day I came back yep. three years ago, my first show, and I thought, mm, mm. yeah, you definitely do need to give it up. Mm. Aged a yeah. lot, got greyer, fatter. Mm. But more fun, funnerer. Yeah. We've got funnerer. That's true. Personality's grown along yeah. with the waist. That's what happens. Absolutely. Um, Leanne is in Medora Bay. Hello, Leanne. Hi, Ro. Hi, Sam. How are you? Yeah, good, Leanne. Are you, you're going to tell me off now that I've been listening to all those other callers. We have a very <laughs> large backyard full of soft-leaf Sir Walter Buffalo lawn. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that? that? Not, well, it's not very happy. So oh. I don't want Ro's advice to dig it out. <laughs> 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 Is it just the time of year and it doesn't like the heat? No. Or is there something else? Thrives, thrives in the heat, Leanne. I'd been away for three weeks and I came back. My lawn's looking magnificent. Um, and I've got the Sir Walter Buffalo. <laughs> no, but Leanne, what it might be, it might actually be a fungus. Right. So it may not be, you know, if you've used wetting agents and you've fertilised and you've done all that sort of stuff, it might actually be a fungus. So what do I do? Okay, well, you need to determine whether it is. So you can get a lawn fungicide or you can get mancozeb. There's quite a few fungicides out for Sir Walter Buffalo. So it's a fungicide you want not a herbicide because that will kill your lawn. Right. So you want a yep. fun, a lawn fungicide. <laughs> yep, because yep. people get that mixed up and they go, "Oh, I sprayed that fungicide on it was it had." I said, "What was in it? Oh, it was glyphosate." And I'm going, "Well, you've just killed your lawn. No need to worry about the fungus now." Um, so uh, you can either get a mancozeb based spray or you can get different lawn fungicides. Now. You have to spray the lawn in the evening and then you can't water the lawn for three days and you certainly do not want to fertilise it. So wait until after this heat wave, Leanne. Okay. The only other thing it can be is um, sodworm, which is a little tiny weeny caterpillar that eats all the root system of of um, of the lawn. Right. 
Now, I can see all the roots. Like, there's areas where it's quite bare because, you know, the soil is hopeless down right. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we have, you know, top-dressed it with the soil, condi- I mean, yep. the lawn yep. top-dress yep. and blood and bone dirt and... Yep. Um, yeah. So, so you've done you've it, done everything that you possibly can. So that's why I'm thinking yeah. it may well be a fungus. Okay. So we'll try the fungus. On. Yeah. Yeah. Give that a crack, and if that doesn't work, then it could be sod worm, and then you're going to have to get the uh, bacteria spray for caterpillars. Mm. Thank you, Leanne. Thanks for giving us a call this morning. Thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. If you want to do the same, it's twenty eight away from ten, so we better get to Sab's pick oh, of the week. Yes, Janet and Phil waiting patiently. Just hold on the line for us, please, and we'll get to Sab's pick of the week, and we'll be with you on the other side. It is that time again. It is Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs> Get some musical inspiration. Well, actually, you sent us some musical inspiration yep. last Saturday. Yep, did did, and I'm sticking with the New Zealand theme. Okay. Uh, so a funky little band called Super Groove. Super Groove. Super Groove. They're a big hit in New Zealand, um, and this is called Sitting Inside My Head. Let us know what you think. Zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. I walk around this town as buildings close and windows are boarded. I think about you When I hear a girl slam in the wind Dennis said it was bloody awful. Yep, Dennis wasn't a big fan. Which, interestingly, about 20 seconds before Dennis's message, I said to you, I don't think you'll get strong reactions either way. I don't mm. think anyone could really dislike it. Mm. But maybe people won't really love it either. But mm. Dennis has set the tone. Dennis, <laughs> Bloody Dennis is pretty strong. He's not a big fan of Super Groove. <laughs> Someone else has said this band is in danger of being adopted by Australia. <laughs> <laughs> we take the good stuff, so that must be a compliment. <laughs> um, uh. Annie uh, says, Groovy man, swaying away whilst... Hoovering, vacuuming, oh, I think, yeah. cleaning, I think I've done my back in again. <laughs> Good on you, oh, Annie. No. <laughs> Rest that back. Sammy does real injustice each week around this time. Um, foot up flat sounds more exciting. Sorry, Sabrina oh, from Tracy and Hall's head. You're not a fan. Um, all your... Um, oh, sorry. I was saying this text is from all your Geraldton listeners. Oh, I like that tune, Sabby. Mm-hmm. All the best row from all your Geraldton listeners, what it's saying. Um, pick of the week, sassy with attitude and some full cream dairy. Oh. Did it for me. Knocked my stamp album, o- album off the table <laughs> as I gyrated. <laughs> William, you tested me again. I got halfway through thinking, should yeah, I have read should this I read before it? I read it out? But we were all in, so had to go with it. Good on you, William. Thank you for always making me laugh um, and nervous. Uh, <laughs> Helen says, what a head thumper. I guess you are reliving in the eight, in the 70s. Too, uh, too early, my brain has now woken up. Uh, that's what we want. You off. We, oh. Helen. Oh, dear. Come on. What else have we got in terms of feedback? Like everyone's feeding back <laughs> everyone, to you. Everyone is feeding um, back grabs from the horse urine exchange, ah, which yes. I don't think we even realised quite no. where we went with puns on that. Which So obviously it's a thing. Uh, it is a thing. Well, Anne-Marie was amused that you said, of course you need to know your horse well. Yes. And then yes. someone earlier, oh, I'll have to find it, was um, 
yep, thoroughly amused by something else you said, which gave them a belly laughing pun for a Saturday morning. Oh, We're usually on top of these things. Like oh, if people I go know. low, we generally go lower. Yeah, I know. Well, but, that would have been when I met for the first time people that traded uh, in horse semen that I didn't know was a thing. Uh very interesting. It's a, it's a, it's a big thing. <laughs> well, needless to say. But, um, yeah, so maybe, I don't know, maybe urine's a thing too. <laughs> maybe maybe it is. Maybe it is. Whole... You've given everyone a chuckle for a Saturday morning. Ooh. So that's uh, – Bev, you missed the start of the show. Yes, I'm finishing up next week. So this is Sab and I's second to last Roots and Shoots yep. together. I'm going to take some time back next year. Uh, Work full time during the week and um, just need to get a little bit more balance in my life. So, yes. yeah, we're going to. And we're going to go out with a cracker. Oh, we will. A cracker, the most popular song ever <laughs> on on our show for the past three years. Not giving any hints okay. away. People have to wait. Someone else has said a mix of Jamiroquai and Reef. Oh, Interesting okay. listening to other sounds of theirs. Yeah, that's not bad. Mm, that's actually quite a good, yeah, that's quite an Sandy apt said you had too long in the land of the long white cloud. <laughs> oh, you could never have too long. My God, the gardens were <gasps> breathtaking. And yeah. I had such a good group. Oh, that's great. Oh, they were fantastic. It is work. Yeah, it is work. <laughs> um, but because it was my last ever overseas tour, I was actually really? I was actually really Yeah, I've done a U. I've just gone, no, I'm leaving. You've given on up a- the overseas junkets. I yep. mean yep. tours. Now now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really relaxed and just went, Oh, I don't know what that is and I don't really care. Mm. But the group were fantastic. And um, we had such a good time. And I actually got into Pinot Noirs. Now, I've never been a fan of that. Mm. I've never been a fan of Pinots, but I had, well, culturally it's important to sample everything over there, uh, not just their dairy and their seafood. You need to balance it. Yes. And yep. I balanced it, right. Mm. You, you would do that. You're all about the balance. Yeah. Um, 4D in Busso, before I go any further, just want to make – a really strong clarification that no, Stan Shaw and I aren't eloping together somewhere <laughs> and there's nothing going on. Thank you for your query and checking and going straight to the source. <laughs> there's no juicy gossip sitting behind it. Oh, <laughs> well, that never you... even occurred to me, nope. actually. Our listeners, no, they're on they to think it. and they ask oh. and we, we set the record straight. It's 18 to 10. <laughs> Let's get back to your calls. We've got a full bank of them. Maureen, oh, actually, I better go to Phil Mandra, who has been waiting super patiently. Hello, Phil. G'day, how you going? Yeah, good, thank good you. Phil. You've spoke, I've spoken to you several times. Sabrina, use coffee grounds from the coffee machine. It yep. seems a pity just to throw them in the bin. You know, what are the sort of typical uses? You could use them or compost them in the garden. Yep, you can You can bury them, you can compost them, you can spread them around your garden as long as you do not use them in the one place a lot. So... If you want to fling them around, they're actually quite good as a snail and slug controller as well. So you can put them on top of the garden, you can bury them, but move it move it around your garden, Phil, so you're not just... What, what about if you put three or four of the slugs into a watering can and top it up and like water it onto the ground with a watering can? Would that work? Uh, you're putting the slugs in a watering can. No, the slugs of coffee, the, the, the water... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I immediately thought slugs, slugs as slugs. in snails and slugs. Uh, I was thinking, 
Don't know. Don't know. Lost in translation. Okay. Yes, you can. But again, remember that over a period of time, coffee grounds makes the soil alkaline. Mandurah has really alkaline soil. And if you're on a bore, you've got alkaline water as well. So that's that's why I'm saying spread it around and don't put it in the one spot all the time. So a few in the compost tumbler is okay as well. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Thanks for your help. My pleasure. Thanks for giving us a call this morning. Janet's in Bustleton. Hello, Janet. Oh, good morning. Um, I don't know who's having more fun, you or the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Hopefully all of us. Hopefully. Yeah, it's great. Um, just a quick call, Sabrina. I've been intending to apply some clay to my soil for a long time. I have mm-hmm. some bags of kale and clay, but I'm a bit of a loss as to how to employ, uh, to apply it into my garden beds. I'm like, how much and how do I dig it in? Okay, so the tricky part is if you've got an established garden, it has to be dug into the soil. So one of the best ways of doing that in an established garden is get one of those three-pronged forks. So in one square metre, you would need a a quarter of a laundry bucket. Okay. That you'd sprinkle around and then you've got to get your little forky fork and fork it in and then water it in because it will sink down through the through the sand particles. And how deep should I prong it in? So I'm thinking it's a hand hand fork, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's forks? a hand fork. So you can only go down about um, 15 centimetres, Janet. Right. Oh, that's great. I've got some work to do. <laughs> oh, you do. Don't do it today good or luck. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take it easy. Goodness Not me. a good day today or tomorrow. Today is probably a good day for cleaning the house. Yes. <laughs> oh, no? No. Okay. Good day for sitting and reading a book. I reckon. Random musing, but I, I think it's legit. Yeah. Interesting fact, this texter says, re-horse urine. Mm-hmm. The HRT, like hormone replacement yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, patches, I used to have from the doctor had estrogen from a mare's urine. Oh, oh. my gosh. I no longer use them. Oh. Hmm. Well, things I, you learn on roots and shoots. I know. See, we go beyond plants. We're <laughs> we're into flora and fauna and every part Just of the fauna. Just random facts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, we're going to head down to the G. You're part of the world. Ah. Dan's there. Hello, Dan. Hi, hi, ladies. G'day, Dan. How are you? Um, good to have you back there, Sabrina. Ah, thank you. No offence to the other fella, but same <laughs> miss. <laughs> Bless. Well, God bless all of them. That otherwise, otherwise, you'd probably have to listen to sport if you didn't have <laughs> other people filling in for gardening. Dan, wouldn't be nah, that bad. Not a sportsman. Oh, not a sportsman at all. There you go. See. Anyway, what can we do for you today, Dan? <clears throat> Sorry about this, <clears throat> Sabrina. Um, I've got um my lawn out the front. I've got a big area, 150 meters, that I've killed off the lawn. Yep. And I want to bobcat it out and put um, a big native section in. Yeah. So I just want to know what have I got to do to the to the Willoughby sands. Okay. So clay. So go and get some now. You're I'm near. Need a heap of bags. Yeah, but don't forget, you don't need people over clay. So right. if you've got a bobcat. It's really good if you can dig the clay in. So there's uh, down on Stock Road, there's a landscape yard and they sell bags yep. of clay and also, yep, landscape mix. Um, so the 
If you've got a rotary hoe, that is the best way to turn the clay into the soil because it has yep. to go down a good 10 metres. So if you've got a yep. hundred and... 10 uh, Sorry, 10 centimetres. <laughs> centimetres. Yeah, yeah 10, 10 metres would be really doing it a little bit too much. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, so 150 square metres, you're probably going to need about 12 bags of clay. No worries. Dig that in first, then get the landscape mixed. That doesn't have to be dug in. That can just be spread on the top. Too easy. Yeah, and and what sort of lawn was it that you had to kill? Do you know? Well, yeah, I do. It was a mixture of cooch and kaku. Oh. So oh. I shredded kaku. So yeah. I've kind of poisoned it over time and I've, I Perfect. haven't watered it for 12 months to try and... Um, Yep. Stress it to death, but yep. the bobcat will take out a hundred mil yep. off the top and Perfect. hopefully get most of it. Yeah, and then I'll um, do some improvements there yep. and plant a bunch of flowering stuff. Beautiful, Dan. You've done the right thing. You're on. You're on target, mate. Lovely. All right. Hey, Ro, you'll be missed. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Appreciate that. I'll miss. I'll miss the listeners. I'll you miss will. the fun. I know, but well, I won't miss the four thirty alarm clock. No, no. <laughs> You're getting soft, Rose. Yeah, I know. I know. I do the same with overnights. Like when the alarm goes at half past one, I go, I'm not doing this anymore. I've been saying that. that It's the middle of the night. I know. I've been saying that for about eight years. You're still going, aren't you? Yeah. You're a sucker, but we love you. Um, A few texts we'll quickly get through, and then we've got a full bank of calls to get through in the next. Gosh, we've only got 11 minutes left. Hello, ladies. Can you please, this is for Helen, can Mm. you please solve this little mystery? What is the ordinary looking cactus succulent? It produces beautiful flowers that last one day. Okay, so it's a it is a cactus. It's not a succulent. I've got no idea what cactus it is because there's about five million of them. Um Looks happy. It's flowered. It's just a cactus that flowers. I don't know. It's a round. It's a round cactus. Uh, anyway, full sun. Mm, water it once every fortnight, and slow release fertilizer, and that's your cactus. Perfect. There you go, Helen. Thank you. Oh, nice text here. I think you girls are great on radio. You should be paid more than Kyle and Jackie O. So much funnier. <laughs> yes. We will miss you. Yeah. I think I heard they signed a $200 million 10-year oh, deal or something this really? week. Really? I mean, I said I need to work less, but for the right price. We take Mickey with us. <laughs> Mickey would have to come with us because she's package part of, of the three, team. But no less than Kyla Jackie no. O. That's, that's the no, because there's three of us. We'd be coming together. <laughs> uh, Patricia in Narragin says, Hi, Sabrina. Anything we can do about our neighbour's bamboo that is coming under the fence into my native garden? Ooh, bamboo is so hard to control. Um, you have to cut it and then paint it with blackberry and tree killer. It's the only thing that's going to... And even that, you'll have to do it constantly. Bamboo's a hard one. Okay. Sorry, Patricia, that's probably not what you wanted to no. hear. Um, hello, Sab, please. My heart-shaped Hoya keeps reaching for the stars but seems reluctant to grow any new leaves. Gets plenty of light as it's a west-facing window. Have been using a well-known wink-wink foliar fertiliser close yep. to your heart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's clever. Um, okay, so now the I know it's inside and you're saying that it gets plenty of light but Hoyas actually need sort of dappled outdoor light 
I know people sell them as indoor plants, but they actually do require a fair bit of light. Now, the heart-shaped Hoya, because it's got those big leaves, requires quite a bit of light. So cut the long, skinny stem that's coming off it. Um, I'd cut that back. Give it some granular fertiliser as well. Um, and that should that should produce. They'll start. They'll start growing now. Okay, sort of midsummer. All right, we've got a full bank of calls in eight and a half minutes, so we are going to do rapid fire. Starting with Maureen, who's in Mandra. Hello, Maureen. How can we help you? Oh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. And um, very quickly, I have bought some um, lupin. Yep. Mulch. Yep. Can I can I put that under anything at all in my pots? My garden is all pots. Yes, it, the pots will love it. It'll be perfect for pots, Maureen. There you go. Easy and simple. Sandy's in Albany wanting to know about the time. You can pick shallots, Sabby. Hello, Sandy. Morning. Morning, Sandy. Morning to you girls. Have a lovely day, I hope. Yeah, um, beautiful. I've got shallots and the, hill, the hills, <laughs> the tips are still green. Yeah, When's it time to pick them? Okay, so the the little bit of the bulb at the top will you will see it coming out of the ground, and yep. the the green bit will start to lose its colour, lose its luster. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then the and other should thing. Should I water them? Yes, definitely. Yep. Good yep. on you, Sandy. Thank you. Les is in Augusta. Hello, Les. Well, hello. Um, um my my willow teas. My willow tree has bit the dust and I've just laid it to rest on the um, bonfire, next year's bonfire. Is there, a way of, is there a way of taking a cutting off it to yeah. regrowth? Not once it's it? not once it's dead and burnt, though, Liz. Um, no, 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 they you. grow really, really easy from a cutting. So take a cutting, not the new soft growth, but come down a little bit. Take your cutting thirty centimeters long, shove it in the ground or in a pot with potting mix. It will develop roots really quickly, or you can even get it to develop roots in water. So simple oh, as. I mean, it's the middle of summer. Can it still yep. happen in the dirt? Yeah. I give it a drink every day. Yep, absolutely. Oh, champion. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. No you made Les a happy man. Good on yep. you, Savvy. Thanks, Les. Uh, Ken, how are you going? Hello, Ken. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hello, uh, Ken. Uh, Thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, just asking about lantana. Mm-hmm. I had a lantana out in the front verge. No water. Yep. No feed, and it's absolutely brilliant colour. Yeah. My back garden has got away from me a bit with age. Yeah. And I thought well, I'd be clever and take a cutting off of the lantana. Yeah. And put it in the back, which is in just barren sand. Yeah. And it's just sat there for about the last six months. It's not started to grow at all, whereas the front one is brilliant. It. It grows out on the verge. Yeah. But it, I'll put it in the sand and it won't yeah. grow. No, you're better off, Ken, um, trying to, starting them off in a pot with potting mix and you'll find it'll develop roots really quickly. So dig it up, put it in a pot, potting mix, and off she'll go. Excellent. Thank you, Ken, for giving us a call. Janice is in Canningvale. Hello, Janice. Yeah, hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. And um, I spoke to Sab um, a couple about or well, a month ago around your favourite subject, a citrus tree. Yeah. Um, and I've also sent through a text, by the way, which has got lots of photos. Yeah. Um, and um, your advice at the time was to add wetter soil and, and water that in. So yep. I did all of that. Yeah. Um, and now the tree is looking like it's about to die. It's dropped yeah. all its leaves. 
um, the um, the leaves are really looking very dehydrated. Yeah. It's kept its baby um, limes on there. Yeah. Uh, but it has got um, native violets growing around the bottom, but they're away from it. I've put the um, shovel down at the tree line. The soil moisture is not too wet. It seems to be quite perfect underneath the native violets, much yeah. the same. Yeah. But it's got this bulbous section at the bottom where... Um, I'd say it's at the graft point. Yeah. Um, so it's like, is it a rot that's setting? No. In you, kn- you know what it is. Um, so sometimes the graft they use, the graft is actually more vigorous. The, the rootstock is more vigorous than the graft. So what's happening is the rootstock is starving the top of the tree. Now, there's... <sighs> There's not much you're going to be able to do about that, unfortunately. Chainsaw job. Yeah, chainsaw, <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm sorry, Janice. That's ruthless. The only okay. other thing you can do, but you can't do it at this time of the year, you'd have to wait till the end of summer, <laughs> is give it a really, really hard prune. But it's definitely the rootstock is out. It's outgrown the, the graft at the top. Okay, all right, I will let it go to uh, tree heaven. Yeah, sorry, Janice. <laughs> okay, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Janice. Um, Espaliad? Espaliad. Yeah. yeah, that's where you, you grow, you grow, you, tr- you prune them so that the branches grow horizontally or in a fan or into a koala. Fancy. Fancy, Nancy. Well, Martin from Cavisham wonders when he can prune his Chinese star jasmine that is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the west side of a fence. Right. Uh, definitely not now and they're all flowering at the moment. So the end of summer, knock yourself out, <laughs> get those pruners in and fairly hook into it. End of summer. There you go, Martin. Um, hi, Stubby and Roe. What is this plant, Ronnie in Albany writes? Another great year. Almost done. Love your show. Thanks, Ronnie. Oh, that's Salvia Hot Lips. <laughs> so it's called oh, – it's not I a like very that. good photo. It's either Salvia Hot Lips or it's – no, it's definitely Salvia Hot Lips because the flower is red and white like a pair of – Hot lips. <laughs> Um, Tough as old boots, Mediterranean, bees love it, birds love it. Salvias are awesome plants. Very good. There you go, Ronnie. Uh, Kerry is in Coogee. Apart from the heat, what is happening to my beans and how can I save them, Seb? Uh, you'd have to, I don't know, that you'd need someone that's good at resurrection by the look of them. So they've got bean rust, they've got mites, they've got uh, f- other fungal diseases by the look of it. I would take them out and put beans in a different place. They've also got major nutrient deficiencies because of the limestone rocks around them. Grow them in a pot. Beans do so well in a pot and you just need to put a little trellis up for them. Okay. Uh, what else have we got here, Sab, that we need to get through? Uh, Dawn just letting us know that pregnant horse's urine was the go-to back in the day. I read that and just put up with my hot flushes forever, she wrote. Ah, so that, so horse's urine obviously has – we should have a vet in and ask them what's, you know, what's the deal there with the oestrogen in horse's urine. I still don't know how you'd collect it. <laughs> Like, what do you do? Put a little nappy thing you know, on Yeah, there. something. There'd be some sort of contraption, mm. I would have thought. Or a bucket. Yeah. Um, oh, important text here saying, Hi, Rowan Sab, just letting you know there's an accident with emergency services attending on Mount Henry Bridge heading north. So if you're coming mm. into the city on Quinana Freeway, um, 
traffic banked back to Farrington oh. Road. Oh, be patient if you're mm. caught in traffic there. That is the reason why. Thanks very much for letting us know. Uh, Sub, I think we're pretty well out of time. We are. We are. Trying to see if there's something we could just slip in. Um, We have six-year-old mango trees that haven't fruited before since watering and fertilising. They are now fruiting, producing lots of small fruit. Should we remove some to enable others to grow out in York? You don't need to remove them because the tree will do it itself. Just go, done. (laughs) All done for you. When it needs to be done, it will be done. Yes, indeed. Nature. What a beautiful thing. Uh, Sabrina Hahn, thank you. Welcome back. Oh, oh, it's so good. We'll have some more fun next week. Thank you for all of your beautiful messages. I have read them um, and I really appreciate them. So thank you for all of your sentiments. And we'll be back for one more Roots and Shoots together next week, which we look forward to. Thank you as always to the legend Mickey Cusack. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Stay cool. It's 10 o'clock. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. You can discover more ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.